0: Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes, with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Frank Coluna Puma Podcast. You're listening to Takataka News, Balitang Thinking, in the breaking. In this episode, This administration is committed to finish building the current portfolio of investments. My order to the Department of Transportation or DOTR is really very simple. Full speed ahead. Improving our railway system along with modernizing existing airports and seaports will maximize our strategic location in the Pacific and connect our many islands. We talk about the Department of Transportation's plans under the Marcos administration.
0: After marking my first 100 days as transport secretary, I can probably say I have successfully overcome my learning curve and formulated the direction for the department, that is elevating the country's transport system to global standards.
1: That was Transportation Secretary Jimmy Bautista speaking at the forum organized by the Economic Journalists Association of the Philippines. In the first 100 days of the Marcos administration, the DOTR came right out with key changes to ease the transport crisis for commuters. They reopened hundreds of pre-pandemic bus and jeepney routes in Metro Manila, greenlit fare increases across all road-based transport, and extended free rides and trains and the EDSA carousel until December. Listen to what Bautista had to share, this time before the European Chamber of Commerce of the Philippines.
0: In the rail sector, we have made substantial headway. From the 147-kilometer-long North-South Commuter Railway or NSCR to the 33.1-kilometer Metro Manila subway, we expect to generate hundreds of thousands of jobs and substantially reducing travel time. Various railway projects once completed will offer convenience and accessibility to millions of passengers.
1: Bautista ran down all of the DOTR's priorities for the next six years most of which had to do with continuing the big-ticket infrastructure under Duterte's Build, Build, Build. But because he had a long stint as former president of Philippine Airlines, much is expected of air infrastructure under Bautista.
0: The new Manila International Airport that is rising in Bulacan will cost San Miguel Corporation 735 billion pesos to build. It will decongest Ninoy Aquino International Airport and complement operations at Clark International Airport. The terminal, capable of accommodating as many as 8 million passengers annually, is expected to boost business and tourism activities in central and northern Luzon.
1: One crucial difference with the previous administration is they're turning back to private sector money, which Duterte shunned.
0: We are therefore actively pursuing a public-private partnership to complete projects. We therefore plan to invite as many private sector participation in our infrastructure projects, such as the privatization of the EDSA Carousel, the operation of our seaports, the privatization of 10 provincial airports, the Cebu Bus Rapid Transit Project, the improvement of the Manila International Airport, and many more.
1: Among the regional airports that's up for privatization are Bohol, Laguindingan, Davao, Iloilo, Puerto Princesa, Calibo, Bacolod, and Siargao. These are key tourist spots that should entice investors, but the government just doesn't have enough money to keep their operations running. Four other new regional airports are also set to be built in Dumaguete, Masbate, Siargao, and Zamboanga. We're pausing for a quick break now when we return more on Bautista's rail plans and the controversial Jeepney phase-out program. Bautista also confirmed the administration was knocking on China's door again for funding of three major projects: the North South Commuter Railway, the Subic Clark Railway, and the Mindanao Railway stretching from Tagum, Davao, and Digos. Yes. The same projects that were canceled after China failed to follow through under Duterte.
0: Many rail projects are being undertaken with different foreign funding and partners. Meanwhile, I met Japanese Ambassador to the Philippines, Koshikawa Kosuhiko, to discuss major rail projects that are funded by the government of Japan. I also met Chinese Ambassador Huang Xilian, who agreed to restart negotiations for the funding of the other train projects.
1: Remember that senators had already questioned the logic of continuing to take money from China on infra projects. Here's what Senator Grace Poe had to say about it in a plenary session in August. It's clear as day, When it comes to competence, deliveries of what projects they had in the past, as well as the amount of interest that we're going to pay, I think the choice should have been very clear. The issue at the time was that China Exim Bank was supposedly going to charge us a 3% interest rate per year, while Japan's was as low as 0.01%. It's unclear if the interest rates will be that high this time around, but as it stands, none of the three projects that's North South Commuter Railway, Metro Manila Subway, and Mindanao Railway project are seeing partial completion until at least 2028. Meanwhile, construction has started on the first phase of the Metro Manila Subway project. The first phase is expected to open in 2025, with the whole metro line operational by 2028. Secretary Bautista also confirmed another piece of big news before the ECCP. The jeepney phase-out will continue.
0: This is a priority for the Public Utility Vehicle Modernization Program. We are encouraging operators of jeepney and buses to acquire these electronic vehicles. In fact, we are uh, providing sort of a subsidy for uh, operators who would like to uh, upgrade their uh, units. Uh, We'll help them finance their units by obtaining loans from the Development Bank of the Philippines and Land Bank of the Philippines.
1: The modernized PUVs are decked out with automated cash collection systems, a GPS navigation device, and more environmentally friendly fuel. The kicker? Drivers feeding poor families will have to shoulder the 2.4 million peso price tag. The government did double its subsidy for operators, but that was during the pandemic, when the prices of a modern jeepney also doubled. Here's Zaldiping Ai, national president of the Stop and Go Transport Coalition. He says PUV modernization will lead to fewer jeepneys on the road. (laughs)
0: hindi ko alam kung sino kinon sultan nila. paganaman mga businessman hindi yung maistikon eh. kaya ito kontinu lo yung inaagaw nila. especially sa amin sa paghagip namin hindi namin tanggap dahil hindi namin kaya hindi namin kaya magavail ng pressure ng
1: unit. All in all though, the business community is quite happy with the choice of Bautista as transport secretary. Quite a stark contrast from his predecessor, they say. Bautista is known to be a soft-spoken, amiable, hard-working man, and was largely credited with turning Philippine airlines around. But if not Build, 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 what's the tagline this time around?
0: As we build, better, more. We aim to reduce travel costs, create domestic trade opportunities, unlock the economic potential of the regions to investments and business stimulation, and by facilitating the exchange of goods, reintegrating them into the local regional, or global value chains.
1: And that was today's episode of Teca Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Preska Pistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Takataka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?